are things trending better or are they trending worse? That's the proactive point where we notice we're trending worse. My low chronic back pain is, is there today. It has been there actually for the past couple of weeks. It's not really going away. That's trending bad. And you should deal with that proactively before it becomes crippling pain. Welcome to the Tomination Time podcast. I normally stream diet and fitness on Twitch with my waifu, Helen. These podcasts will be edited portions of the stream. We'll go over diet, fitness, motivation, ergonomics, and more. Don't forget to follow us on twitch.tv slash time and leave your notifications on for when we go live. Christy, welcome. We got LF Gaming here because of hashtag sponsored. Oh, wow. They did send us, me and Waifu, some chairs. You can see her chair here. Very good. Very fantastic chairs. But I did do an honest review for them because they are as good as they are. They are very good. Uh, I did have some criticisms, which I put in the video. So exclamation mark LF Gaming or just search the YouTube and you can see some of those. But besides that, welcome, Christy. Um, I believe you guys are interviewing me today, right? Yeah, we are. So we are LF Gaming. Uh, we are the people that were able to send Tom and Waifu some really nice chairs. And these were custom chairs that you can buy for yourself in the store if you like, or for yourselves, you can get your own chairs. Um, but we wanted to chat more and just see how Tom was going with his chair. Um, it's been a few months that, since you've had your chair. So we wanted to do a check-in and see how you were liking it. But more importantly, we actually wanted to discuss how in these unusual times, uh, how things have been going for the chat and your followers, your viewership, and how things have kind of changed in their questions about their own setups. Yeah. So uh, the quick summary of the pros and cons for the chair, the things I've liked and disliked, Pro, obviously, the Brisa, which is, is I, I don't want to say pleather because that's just an insult because this is like a, a fabric that is super soft and smooth like real leather. It doesn't, it's not bonded leather, but it's going to disintegrate. Really nice. It feels so good on the skin. It still feels really good on the skin. Um, I don't want to make it creepy, but it it's definitely is very sensual. Say it again. It's a Brisa Ultra Fabric. Yeah, Brisa Ultra Fabric is the technical name. Um, and so yeah. it still feels really good. The memory foam seat, which is, it seems almost unheard of to use memory foam for a cushion, feels also really good. Um, the back support, just the overall fit for everything is, is great. And uh, adjustability, again, through the roof. So hands down, best gaming chair out there. But the criticisms I've had before, which I'll, I'll say now again, is one, the lumbar support is is really great because it's an adjustable handle back here, which I'm, I'm playing with. Um, <coughs> For me personally, I wish the lumbar support could be a little bit more aggressive. That is because for me and my particular back issues, I tend to need more um, aggressive lumbar supports. But that's not everybody. Some people actually I have a video that's actually kind of popular or getting a little bit more popular on um, comparing. I'm not going to name the names, but uh, another famous brand for a chair ergonomic chair their lumbar support is actually too aggressive i would actually probably like that chair other people don't and they're all coming to that video because of the back pain from that chair so it's interesting but anyway everyone's got different lumbar supports the other issue that i have uh, with it is um i mean you know the minor issues of the the armrests are actually really nice and adjustable for this price point i was hoping for a little bit more adjustability still really nice because the main thing with the armrests is they can get out of the way so i can get closer to the desk which is a, a, a major problem that I see in ergonomic ch or, um, chairs these days, which we talk about a little bit. 
And also, um, these chairs, I feel like, are geared more towards the taller individual or the more obese individual, which honestly, that's, uh, I'm going to guess from an um, audience perspective, that might be more of the gaming chair audience regardless. But what I really like is you guys have the option, if someone wants to, a shorter person, someone's like 5'2", if they want to request a smaller seat, they can, right? Hmm. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And we definitely understood that like the chairs, they're not absolutely for everybody. It's not yeah. necessarily a one size fits all product for sure. And the whole thing that came with the um, inception of the gaming chair side came from a parent company of that was all about customized seating. Yeah. And the thing is, is that it's not going to be the perfect chair for everybody, not at all, but it right. is a great option that is actually ergonomically rated. Yeah. And, and that's that was one kind of the things. Like you guys have yeah. like, I think eight different ways to adjust the chair versus the classic yeah. gaming chair is you're pretty much locked in. You can, you can do a little bit of tilt. You, know, you can recline, a lot of that basic stuff. You can go up and down vertically. Almost everybody can do those, that, those types of things. Sometimes they come a little ottoman recliner, but that's, that's kind of it. Like you can't adjust the seat pan. Armrests usually are locked. Um, not, not every chair, but um, a lot of those other nice adjustments that you guys have are just not are just missing on those chairs yes oh yeah no and this comes from i think 40 years of experience with the company of, of making chairs that actually adjust to as many people as possible but of course everyone is so individual with their needs and what their back is like it's kind of impossible to create the yes. perfect chair that fits everybody absolutely uh so yeah i guess to bring us on our i guess on our uh, agenda i guess here so we just wanted to not necessarily discuss um, only LF gaming chairs. We actually were really curious to see uh, how you've been with the chair so far and his, if you've noticed any changes. We know, like, of course, like you have your um, uh, special issues, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you could say the, with your, your needs and your lumbar support, of course, being the number one thing. Um, but yeah, like if you've actually noticed a significant change in your experience, as well as like, if it's actually increased your quality of living and quality of gaming. Well, it's definitely increased quality of life because, because of COVID, a lot of us are working from home. And for those who just are at the desk anyway for hours, such as gaming, uh, is definitely way more comfortable because I don't have to alternate sit stand even though i know i have a sit stand desk and i think alternating sit stand is really the best for everybody but um with previous chairs i would have to alternate more frequently with this i have to alternate much less frequently just put out some numbers for people so i'm 35 i i'm a bit sensitive for <laughs> a lot of reasons but i'm a bit sensitive when it comes to uh my posture and my back problems because i have a long history of now basically seven different major back issues uh, in my in my a short life, but um, in if if I have a chair with very low padding, let's just say like a dining room chair, I could sit maybe an hour before things start hurting, like you know, like my tailbone hurts, low back hurts, stuff like that. Dining room chairs really aren't meant to be sat in for a long period of time. But just to give a reference point, and then I have uh, if I have a decent office chair, we're talking two or three hours before things start hurting. Where again, where again, it's like a low back or my tailbone, and then. I have my 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 previous go to chair is a uh, a cheap church chair that they were to throw out. And I took it because back when I had really bad back issues, one of the very few chairs that I was OK with. Uh, 
that one with some adjustments. I have a lumbar support for it, a special lumbar support. And that one was my best go-to chair. And even that one's like four-ish hours before things start hurting. I love gaming. I can sit in for six to eight hours before things start to get irritated. Same things, usually low back or tailbone. But if I, you know, work in a few breaks here and there, it's fine. So in general, it's been serving me pretty well, actually, being able to just um, sit or sit for longer periods of time if I need to. Because when I, even though getting up, you know, ideally we should sit and stand and alternate as frequently as we can. That's not always practical because sometimes we're in that flow state and we're just getting stuff done and we don't want to interrupt by alternating posture. So even though what's optimal for health isn't always what's practical, which I, I always say, like, we got to figure out what works for us and what's the best for us. Um, all I can say is it, it has been good sitting in this chair because I can sit longer for longer periods of time. Other than that, in terms of like other past criticisms that have changed, um, I would say the the reclining part. So one of my past criticisms about the Brisa being slippery, it is still kind of slick, but as long as I'm not really reclining much, it's not that big of a deal. I can still sit pretty upright and not feel like I'm slipping out of the chair because the Brisa, again, guys, if you guys have ever sat in this, it is super, <laughs> uh, super smooth. <laughs> but uh, as long as I'm not reclining, it's not too big of a deal. It's buttery. It is really buttery yeah, smooth, yeah. which I, I'm, I'm not tell, I'm telling you guys, like it is, it feels so good on the skin. Yeah. It's like the, if there's any girls in chat that have those like Lululemon leggings, it's like that buttery material. It's like that almost. Yeah. They're not, they're not making that up. Like I, I completely agree about it. It just <laughs> feels so smooth and sensual, but um, does that, did I miss anything on, on the questions? That is an official tag. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm really glad that you brought up the COVID and working from home because that actually is kind of the biggest point we wanted to talk about was the fact that um, because people are kind of stuck at home and working from home and having kind of to do their best and not necessarily investing in a LF gaming premium level chair, but they're kind of just making do with you know what they have so it is the kitchen dining room table it's the kitchen chairs so uh we were curious actually to know from your viewers if there has been a change or a shift in people asking you more about how to fix their back aches and pains and soreness just from sitting in chairs they have at home yeah definitely uh that's something that's coming up more often uh, one of the things I do on the channel is ergonomic reviews, sometimes uh, just a free review because uh, being pain free is a big thing to me. And I'm COE certified for doing ergonomic reviews. And it's um, it's something near and dear to my heart because I suffered with back pain for years. My 20s for basically 10 years, I was on and off through crippling back pain. I could barely walk sometimes. I was crawling to the bathroom in the middle of the night um, to go to go use it. And so Helping people get pain-free is something I love doing. So that is a topic that comes up. People are now working from home more often, and they're trying to figure out why things are hurting more than usual. What can they do? And so I try to give solutions for different people in terms of um, how to make cheap chairs ergonomic or how to invest in something. Because not everyone has the money. These chairs are expensive. They are about like if they're not on sale they're like fifteen hundred dollars if they are on sale maybe like twelve hundred ish somewhere around there uh depending on the sale but you can find discounts right X, uh, you know code tom for tom 10 for 10 percent <laughs> off oh wow hashtag sponsored but uh yes there are uh way more questions about this and my go-to advice is usually one of these two one is if you don't have the money for this 
or this is a temporary situation, you don't need expensive premium chairs, regardless if it's them or any other super nice chair. You, you just don't need it. If you're drowning in credit card debt, you don't need premium chairs. Um, so if you do have the money, then I think we should invest in furniture that we're spending a lot of time in. The bed, the if you're at a desk all the time, a chair with a nice desk, I, I think a nice sit-stand desk is something to invest in. I think a quality chair or seating, whatever you're in, is a good thing to invest into. If you're driving all the time, I would invest in a car or a car setup where you're going to um, uh, be taking care of your, your posture, all that stuff. So yes, I think the, the investment makes sense if you, are, uh, if you have the money and you're spending lots of time in it. But for those who don't have the money, there's a lot of things you can do to improve your posture and your, your uh, chair. Stuff like, well, the first, the first thing I would get into is uh, looking at, are there any symptoms of pain? Because everyone's body is different, right? Just like how I complain that I need a more aggressive lumbar support. That's actually, that causes pain for other people. So um, that kind of difference is why it's, it's really difficult to find a one-size-fits-all for a chair or a one-size-fits-all for um, posture or stretching advice. So one of the first things I would go to is, is there a symptom? Is there a problem that you're facing? Like you have low back pain. Okay, then let's start looking at the low back. Let's start looking at what are you doing for that furniture and try to figure out a... Um, a solution there where that that could be looking at your posture maybe you're you're kind of slouching over maybe you're sitting too upright and the lumbar support is too aggressive and these are the types of things that we need to go down and so um i think we might be talking more about this but before i forget one of the main things i want to uh point out that's really important for uh figuring out back pain if you guys remember one piece of advice it would be get the book Back Mechanic by uh, Dr. Stuart McGill, who's also Canadian, like this wonderful company. Uh, so, you know, he's a nice yes. guy, like all Canadians. <laughs> and uh, the book Back Mechanic, he goes through the steps of troubleshooting your pain triggers step by step, how to figure out what hurts and what doesn't, and how to eliminate these pain triggers and get pain free. Uh, I have my own steps that I can do on the channel. If you want an ergonomic review, we do it. Just type exclamation mark ergo in the Twitch chat and you'll get a pop out or a, a chat message that talks about how you can go, you can submit something for the ergonomic review. But yeah, um, that's, there's been way more questions about how to work from home and, and kind of be pain free. So Tom, do you find that people are, are because they're working from home that um, they don't really have a, a proper setup? and they're probably using their laptops. Um, what kind of recommendations do you have for them for when they're, uh, you know, when you don't really have the opportunity to set your space up as a, as a full blown office? Yeah, great question. Height, you know, like where, where the height of your monitor should be and, you know, just kind of how you can kind of help yourself um, feel better in your in your shoulders and, and in your yeah. seat, I guess. Let me, let me get a uh, camera angle. Let me move this around so we can. Um, general rules of thumb to go by is get to about 90, 90, 90 of 90 degrees with your knee, 90 degrees with your hip, 90 degrees with your elbow. And then you can open up a little bit if you want. Never close. You don't want less than 90. Less than 90 is going to lead to problems. But about 90 or slightly open, whatever you feel comfortable with. That's the starting point for pretty much all furniture. And then for the head. Ideally, you'll be looking either straight forward or slightly down. A couple degrees down is okay. Uh, and, and also, um, for the arms, you want basically a straight connection or slightly, um, slightly open for the elbow. 
and you don't want any kind of contact stress ar around the wrists or the forearms. What I mean is, if you can see on my table, if I, let me raise this up a little bit. If I were below it, and you can see my wrists are below it such that I'm typing up like this, I'm being a bit extreme here. Um, I'm gonna put a lot of contact stress here, here as I dig into the corner of the table, and that's gonna cause problems long-term. So those are some very simple, uh, basic rules of thumb. But besides that, the next thing I would go to is, do you have any symptoms of things? Because laptops aren't ideal. Laptops, you're kind of actually, for portability, you're sacrificing either um, your arms or you're sacrificing your neck. What I mean by that is, if I'm using a laptop in my, in my lap, then I'm probably gonna be looking down pretty low and that could cause neck problems for some people. Or if I have, my, I have the laptop up higher such that it's a little bit more level with my eyes, chances are my arms are gonna be up high. I might get that contact stress. So they're unfortunately laptops, that's, that's the price we pay. Um, so the first thing I would look at is, do you ex currently experience any serious problems? Because ideally, COVID is going to be over soon. We'll go back to our normal lives. If it doesn't happen, then, well, maybe we should invest in getting a proper setup. And if you're wondering, because like I'm low on cash, where should I start to try to invest to start upgrading things? I would look at what are your personal symptoms and what are your personal problems that you're dealing with? So, for example, if you have to be in the dining room because you have little kids. This is actually kind of my life. Sometimes I have little kids. Sometimes I'm the. I have to play single parent because waifu has to go, uh, and I'm, I'm. I have to get stuff done. The laptop. So I'm sitting in the dining room, and um, the first things that hurt uh, could be the uh, your, your butt, your tailbone, because there's like zero padding on those chairs. So what should you do? Invest in a seat cushion. A ten dollar thing. A hundred dollar thing. I know you guys. You guys have a nice seat cushion. Memory foam. Very very nice. Hashtag sponsored. But it still is really good. <laughs> Uh, you guys have that. You can also just try to find a cheap one on Amazon. If your tailbone hurts, find a tailbone cutout one. Put that on your dining room table, hopefully, or dining room chair. Hopefully, that's going to be a good enough um, solution. Or if your low back is hurting, okay, let's start figuring that out. Maybe you need a lumbar support. Maybe you just need a posture check. You just need to pay attention to your posture. So figure out what is your situation. What are you doing? And go with the lowest hanging fruit solutions piece by piece and identify your symptoms, what's causing the problem. So for me, for example... My neck would not get irritated from looking down at my laptop personally because of my, the workouts that I do. I actually need to stretch my neck more by looking down. So the laptop issue in my lap isn't a problem. But for mm -hmm. me, the wrist problems associated with I'm going to get the laptop up higher and type at a weird angle like this, I would definitely get irritation in my wrists or hands um, way faster. So for me, um, the trade-off there is it's like a no-brainer. I want my laptop personally in my lap. I will have less pain as opposed to putting it up high and shrugging up and stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of the, the troubleshooting steps I would go through to figure out how should we address this problem? Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought up all those points because it's very important to realize you could spend this amount of money. You could spend and get yourself a premium product to get yourself a chair like this. But if you're not aware of how you're sitting and your, your posture and how you do your whole setup, it's not going to matter what kind of product you have or what kind of chair you're sitting in. It's going to affect your health negatively overall over time. Yep. So if you're not aware of just properly sitting well so that you are at that like 90 degrees constantly and posture you are, check. you know, yeah, <laughs> posture check. Yeah, posture check, chat. <laughs> you could be in your kitchen table. You could be in one of these chairs, but if you're, you know, hunched over and 
slouching, slouching and doing the, the gremlin T-Rex thing, yeah. uh, going to affect you. It's not going to matter because the, the chair is here as an aid. All of the products and seat cushions, what have you, they're all aids to help you kind of create good habits for sitting properly because eventually these things are going to catch up to you. And I think what we're seeing, especially with the age range of people that we're working with, are people who have grown up as kind of gaming has become a lot more pop culture and a lot more mainstream. So the people who are kind of growing up in with all of this culture are getting to an age where they're realizing, oh, the really bad habits I had mm -hmm. from years and years and years ago are catching up with me now. And that's kind of the, I guess the group that we're kind of aiming to cater towards, the people who are a little bit older and realize that they need they actually need a premium product. I'll preface preface that um, I think it's anybody who's going to be spending a lot of time in the in any uh, sitting situation. I think yeah. being aware of your how you sit, um, and I think I think the investments that you make in something that supports you, if you're using it correctly, you'll either not have the problems that it will cause you long term. Yeah, uh, if you're not doing it properly. Um, but you'll also be more comfortable. Um, and I think being comfortable is, is good. And, but using your chair properly is the most important thing. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's one of the issues that I see, uh, unfortunately, unless people have gone through that kind of excruciating pain, they often don't care mm -hmm. about being proactive. We end up being reactive, which means the damage is already done. I'm reacting to deal with the back problems. Um, and one of the reasons why I care about this so much is because I was saying earlier, I was super crippled through injury. And when you are that rock bottom of you're in your early 20s and you don't know why you have such excruciating pain in your sciatic nerve and you're having to crawl to the bathroom middle of the night, that rock bottom, like you will do anything to prevent this from happening. And unfortunately, many of, um, I don't know, I think it's just humans in general, we, we don't take the ounce of prevention that's worth a pound of cure. We end up going for the pound of cure because it's too late. And, and that's one of the things I try to emphasize with people. Like, don't let this happen to you. Like the ghost of Christmas future, this could happen to you. Don't end up like me where now uh, I am very sensitive to uh, a slightly bad posture and I have to be very careful and very proactive about everything. Um, so the ounce of prevention, guys, seriously, start paying attention. If you have signs of, uh, any kind of pain starting to creep up and it's not getting better and starting to become chronic, that is a red flag you need to address sooner than later. Everyone has bad days. Everyone has bad days where I'm, you know, I sloshed a little bit. Oh yeah, my low back's a little bit sore and it goes away in a couple of days. Or I had a bad lift session. I was at the gym, tweaked something and it's gone in a couple of days. Not a big deal. It happens to everybody. Yeah. The problem is, is when it's there, that chronic pain is starting to slowly increase or it's, it's kind of always there. You need to deal with that before it's too late. So what kind of stretches would you recommend um, for people when you've been sitting for long periods of time? Um, there's lots of uh, yoga poses and that sort of thing that are, you know, when you when you do a search um, that are available. Is there things that people should stay away from um, or is there things that you would recommend for people to do? Yeah, I, I, the, the way I like to address those types of things about stretching and rehab is specificity. So in the powerlifting world, this is something that is, I'm not a, I'm not a powerlifter. I'm a casual powerlifter, if anything. But one of the things that's talked about often is specificity. If you want to get better at something, you should be specific to it. One of the simple examples is 
um, uh, tennis and ping pong. Tennis and ping pong are two different sports. There's obviously similarities to it. There's going to be some crossover. But if you want to get good at tennis, you shouldn't play ping pong. You should play tennis. Similar to um, lifting, similar to gaming. So in gaming, there's um, Fortnite and there's Call of Duty Modern Warfare um, uh, War Zones or, or um, uh, also Apex Legends, right? Those are both Battle Royale games. So Fortnite and Apex Legends, they're very similar. And I'm sure if you get good at one, there's going to be crossover to the other. But if you want to be good at Fortnite, you should play Fortnite. You want to be good at Apex Legends, you should play Apex Legends. So for back problems <laughs> and posture, if you have... Um, a specific problem figure out what is your specific problem and what is the specific solution for this problem i am not much of one to do um very generalized stretches because i've personally uh done the very generalized stretches and yoga type stuff and that's gotten me into trouble because in the past so basically um one of the issues that i had so i'm going to uh change cameras one of the issues I had before was hip opening was causing problems in, a, in front of the camera, display my hips, right? So anything that was anything that was hip opening actually was causing a lot of sciatic nerve entrapment. And so in my specific case, I really needed to strengthen my adductors, my groin muscles, and avoid strengthening the abductors, the ones that make me open the hips. I need to basically close my crotch and I need to get good at that and start strengthening that. So Yoga movements, because I, I, when I was desperate and going through all kinds of back problems, um, people were telling me, oh, you have back problems? Oh, well, you should do yoga. Yoga's so good. Do yoga. Yoga's always good, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't. Certain yoga movements were fantastic. Certain ones were bad. And so doing any type of yoga hip opening movement actually sent me into a, a, another episode where I would have uh, crippling static nerve pain for days or weeks. It would take me weeks to get out of it because of yoga. So... Uh, specific yoga movements, I should say. So all that to say, um, figure out what your specific pain triggers are, your specific problems are, be specific to that to do stretches for it. So um, figure out, like pay attention to, again, that book, Back Mechanic by Dr. Stuart McGill. He does a very good job kind of going piece by piece in terms of what you can do, figuring out what you can and can't do. But to give some very simple stuff, um, a very simple example would be uh, extension, you know, rounding your back, uh, flexion versus extension. So for my low back, right? If I'm sitting upright, this is basically neutral, but if I hunch over, this is flexion of the lower back. The, the lumbar spine is rounding forward. If I go the opposite direction, I do like an extreme curve. I'm doing extension, hyperextension. Which of those two is a problem for you? For me, if I hold this position flexion, I know that's a big problem for me. If I slouch like this, it's going to start hurting. And I know from experience, this is a problem. Versus if I go into extension, this actually feels kind of good. This feels kind of relaxing. But I know this would be different for different people. Because for some people, going to extension like this, that's the opposite problem. They, they have the exact opposite problem. They have sharp shooting pains. Like, oh, God, that hurts. I need to kind of relax and, and kind of, uh, kind of you know, hug my knees for a second. Do that, you know, hug my knees to stretch, uh, my knees to chest stretch. Uh, that causes problems for me, but it may actually help other people. So all this comes down to specificity. Figuring out what what is the problem you're dealing with and how do you deal with it. Because what is a cure for some people is going to be a problem for others. So a quick example, anterior pelvic tilt versus posterior pelvic tilt. This has to do with uh, the hips and the direction the hips are, are facing. So, so really quick, posterior pelvic tilt is kind of what I have going on. That's my problem where I will, my hips will kind of round my lower back. Anterior pelvic tilt is kind of the opposite direction of people going to hyperextension. They have that Donald Duck butt, stripper butt, whatever you want to call it. 
And so they, the solution for APT and the solution for PPT, it causes problems for the other one. So it all comes down to specificity. If I were to give any kind of simple stretch suggestion, I think the, um, what's it called? Cat cow or camel cow, camel cat, whatever oh, yoga stretch where like that. Yeah. You basically get on all fours and you kind of like go into both flexion and extension, kind of work through it. My general suggestion is any stretches you should do should be pain-free. Um, and in some cases kind of relieving and everyone's tolerances are different. This is something that they, um, I wish I heard this lesson more often, but everyone's tolerances are different. So if you can't hang with what other people are doing, that's okay. Just slowly build up to it. Your body needs time to adapt in yoga class I, or any, any class, really. I wish I reminded myself of that more often because in that herd mentality, I feel like I feel obligated. Like I need to keep up with everybody else. So I tend to push myself to the breaking point, which is not good, but all that to say, um, figure out what your limits are and figure out what your, your specific problems are and how to slowly address that and just give it, be patient with yourself, give yourself time to get better. Yeah, it definitely ties back into that reactive thing that you mentioned in the previous point we were making that people do this in reaction to what's already kind of the damage is done versus kind of being preventative and doing stretches or being you know aware of themselves so that they can actually prevent things before it gets to be a terrible terrible instance of pain yeah awareness pay attention so, to your uh, body and how you're doing and if things are trending this is like this with data are things trending better or are they trending worse that's the proactive point where we notice we're trending worse my low chronic back pain is is there today it has been there actually for the past couple of weeks. It's not really going away. That's trending bad. And you should deal with that proactively before it becomes crippling pain to where you can't do anything. You can't just function. Yeah. Yeah. Because really, you only have yourself to answer to. You're not trying to impress somebody else. You're not trying to be, you know, hit a PR every single time that you're going into the gym or something like that. You have to really be aware of yourself and just make sure that you are the healthiest you can be as well as safe, the, the safest you can be. Yeah. One of the uh, examples yeah. I give about ownership for like your health and your posture, you could have the best doctor in the world, best chiropractor, best physical therapist, best whatever clinician for treating your back. But if every single day you have the worst posture and you're slouched over and you're not doing any kind of exercise and you're sedentary, you're just, you're just sitting like this for hours every day, that clinician is not going to make a dent in, in your problem <laughs> because you have to take ownership. Um, the clinician is an aid. It is a piece of the puzzle to help you. Just like resistance training is a piece of the puzzle to help you, but you have to take ownership and have awareness to what your problems are and what your solutions are to address it so this doesn't keep happening yeah there's there's no one cure-all fix-all magic pill that you can take that's going to fix everything yep, yeah absolutely everything is a very fine formula that all has to work together somehow in a nice little bubbling pot of happy yep is there any other point you wanted to make at all no we can move on so in part of the reactive and kind of trending things, I do kind of want to touch base and see what your opinion was on, um, you've probably gotten this since you've gotten the chair as well. Uh, how do you feel like social media has kind of influenced people's mindset on what gaming chairs should look like and what gaming chairs should be? So oh, I kind yeah. of want to hear what your opinion is on this. Yeah. And yeah. how that shifted people's idea of what 
true value is versus the actual value of the chair. Yeah, it's it's about aesthetics. So that's when I think gaming chairs, I think aesthetics and uh, a lot of it because it's a brilliant marketing by a certain company. I had no idea which company did this, but a certain gaming chair company, they really, I mean, marketing geniuses, I have to say, they took racer chairs, which are, by the way, the, ra the typical racer chairs have the wings, they have the flare, it looks so cool, I'm going so fast, I'm pulling 5Gs on my racing chair. So those chairs are meant for performance because you're getting cupped into it, right? It's enclosing your body and enforcing you into a flex position which is great if you're in the middle of racing and you need to stay in this bucket seat. So it hugs you. It hugs you. So if I'm doing a 3G turn, then I'm going to stay in it. I'm not going to shift position, but we're not doing 3Gs. We're playing games. We're sitting here doing office stuff, doing desk work. So that chair design does not make sense, but it looks damn cool. And so looks a lot of times with social media, it's not about what the substance is. It's about what the impression is. And so the impression is it looks cool. They have really, I mean, look, aesthetically, I actually like those, the way that looks. It's pleasing to the eye. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh. Maybe, it's, maybe it's the angles or something or like the colors, but it looks like it's got all this flair. And man, they did a really good job uh, gifting those chairs, flooding it on social media, on Twitch, on YouTube, getting every person who's a gamer, this flared, beautiful chair, to draw attention and unfortunately um that set the trend for in my opinion um aesthetic expensive low quality chairs because i tell people if those chairs are like 400 bucks 200 bucks there's some nicer ish ones for like six or eight hundred but even then <laughs> those nicer ones really aren't for everybody i would say a small number of people would do well with those chairs so if you're gonna get it for aesthetics because you're a streamer and you need something for a certain look, fine. That, I guess that kind of makes sense. But if you're just doing it and no one's going to watch you in it, uh, it's really not worth it. Go for a, if you need to save money, go for a cheaper office chair and figure out ways to make it ergonomic, which I talk about on my channel about how you can take something cheap and make it feel better. Or go with the LF gaming chairs. Oh, wow. Hashtag sponsored. But seriously, you guys customize stuff way more than the typical uh, gaming chair. Like you guys can get all of this. I'm serious. Yeah. You get your logo on the front. You can have a logo on the back if you want. And you can choose the colors yeah. and you can choose all this stuff, which is way above and beyond the typical mass produced chair. But um, go ahead. Were you, were you about to say something? Uh, no, no. I was just showing off the, this is what the chairs normally look like. Of course, it's just like any other gaming chair branding. Um, it's on the, 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 the headrest. Yeah. But yeah, we give that option to you can put your own gamer tag on there because really you're you you are the product honestly yeah. you're going to be the one that benefits the most out of the chair so the branding should be you know your own branding if you have that and uh another thing too for a design choice for those who don't know like i i kind of actually look i like the aesthetic appeal of like the giant game of thrones looking type chair where like those the typical gaming chairs they flare out like i am the king but the truth is that's mm -hmm. terrible for posture and and the um the, the LF gaming chairs and good ergonomic chairs, one thing you will notice with ergonomic chairs in general is they actually have a narrow back around here. And even though aesthetically it doesn't look as cool and like flary, there's a reason for this. This has a functional purpose, which is take a look at my back. If I'm sitting upright properly, oh, look at my shoulders. My shoulders and elbows can actually get back. 
and they're not being pushed forward and rounded. And this is a huge part of why gaming chairs are terrible is because I am forced to protract my shoulders forward as opposed to being able to get my shoulders and elbows back if I need to. So this is a, this is a big difference with ergonomic chairs in general. In particular, like you guys nail that. So um, oh, yeah. it's just unfortunate because it loses out on the like, oh, look at me. I ha I'm sitting on the Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And that's the thing is that the the quality of the chair is really just a it, it lends itself more to being an ergonomic seat rather than being big and flashy mm -hmm. because it is, you know, it can be really easy to just go for the big and flashy. That's that's, you know. The people that in the companies that do that, you know, that they, they are doing great and they have really wonderful products and they look cool, blah, 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 blah. But um, at the end of the day, where is the option for people who do start to experience when they're sitting, streaming, editing content for, you know, 12 hours if they're doing 24 hour streams because that's, you know, <laughs> whatever they want to do. Where is the option for those people to have a chair that's actually going to be supportive for them and actually help them and aid the quality of that experience so that they don't come out the other end feeling way more haggard than they need than they need to be. Yeah, definitely. Uh so I had some other points, but otherwise um was there anything you, you wanted to talk to us about it all um I'll, I'll leave this open for chat if you guys have questions for them start queuing them up i know we got one from rob boss i'm gonna pull up in just a second but uh yeah the other last point i want to make is kind of going along with what um you were saying earlier which is one of the themes is it doesn't matter how good the aid is the furniture the chair or your clinician if you are not doing uh if you're not taking care of your posture, your body, your health, you're going to have, it's likely you're going to have problems. So with the LF gaming chairs, you can still have crappy posture and you will have problems even with it. So for example, I'm just sitting like this, totally slouched. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter what chair I'm sitting in. LF gaming, it doesn't matter if I'm sitting in a $3,000 chair. This is terrible for posture for a lot of reasons to be sitting in for hours every day. Same thing with perching. Even though I have this, I have this nice chair, if I'm perching on the edge, that's going to be a problem too, because I'm not get, I'm not taking advantage of any of the features. So um, that was one of my last points I wanted to make. But um, uh, let me think if I have questions. Good. A crowd, I think, is sitting cross-legged in the chair too, mm -hmm. which I don't know if is even really all that possible in this seat. I've never tried, and I don't want to. Right now. Oh, you mean like yogi style? Where like, I don't have to. Oh yeah, no, sitting like cross-legged with your legs up. Crossed. Yeah, yeah. If the person, because these chairs are so big, so this is kind of a criticism slash bonus. If if the person is uh, so short, like, you know, a five foot tall girl, she could probably actually do that. I would imagine like you get the armrests all the way up and then they could probably have the space for, their, for the legs all the way up to like alternate and do like, you know, do some meditation in the chair. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm personally bad for doing the cross-legged thing, but whenever I'm sitting in the I love gaming just for some reason I just I don't have that desire it's it's kind of nice it feels like I think you've said this before too it feels like you're on a cloud almost yes pretty much but but we're not here to upsell the chair like really we're not we just really need to open up a conversation about you know people being aware and just you know and doing the best that they can for themselves I think um just with the amount of time that people are spending at home and spending uh gaming and Really, there is no segue between leaving the office and then coming to your to your home and, and then getting into your gaming 
um, or into your your hobby where you find that you, you're sitting a lot. So um, I think people are finding that they're probably sitting way longer than they they ever thought they would because uh, work and pleasure are now combined. And um, I think it's important for people to understand that they need to take the breaks to um, give their body a rest and to get up and move. And I think what you do with uh, with your training and, and with the strengthening and, and, um, and the proper ergonomic solutions is important to reiterate for people so that they're not um, they're not going to cause themselves more damage down the line. Yep. Another way I like to put it is about the furniture stuff. If you are going to be spending hours and hours every day at a particular piece of furniture, such as a chair or your desk, it is worth investing in it when you have the money. Obviously, uh, a poor college student, you're drowning credit card debt, fix the credit card debt, yeah. pay off the debt, that kind of stuff first. But a sit-stand desk, I think, is a fantastic investment. I think a uh, quality chair is also a really good investment. Uh, I, I'm also very partial to the treadmill, to walking very slowly on stream. I do that too. Uh, TominationTime.com slash treadmill. I think actually walking really slowly all day is another good one to do. It uh, just also, honestly alternating. We're as humans, we're not really meant to be in a single position all day, whether it's sitting or standing or walking. We're meant to be kind of alternating and doing different activities throughout the day. And so that's kind of one of the key take-home messages. Because even I, it, sitting in this chair, if I sat in it for eight hours straight with almost no breaks, I'm going to be hurting too. Uh, I can last much longer in this chair than other chairs, but still, like I, I cannot sit in this for hours and hours and be completely still without some sort of irritation somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chair, the chair is not a cure-all. The chair is not going to magically fix yep. anything. The chair is not going to fix you. It's to support you and aid you in not making it worse. Um, but mostly it's going to keep you comfortable. Yep. So uh, we're open this up for questions in chat, exclamation mark Q, type out your question. My bot will grab it. Um, so if you have a question for me or for them, go ahead and you could ask tough questions. Is that okay if they ask tough questions? Why not? <laughs> yeah. We'll do our best to answer. Okay. Um, were there any other uh, uh, questions or points uh, among us? Uh, I have a question for you guys in just a second, but before we do Q&A. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, why don't you go ahead and that gives people some time to kind of type out and queue yeah. up. So I really think uh, if, if I were to change one thing about the chairs in terms of as a default option for the average person, it would be the seat pan. I, I, I think having a default smaller size seat as an option for people who are who are shorter, because in, in my opinion, I really think five nine ish is the cutoff in terms of below five nine it's going to get pretty tricky to make this uh, a seat work for you just due to assuming the person has their back or butt all the way back as most of us should, then um, we're not, we don't have much length left for people who are under five, nine. Is there any hope to have that as a, um, first of all, what do you guys think of that? And two, is there any hope to see something like that as more of a, a advertised option on the site? Yeah. Well, no, first of all, that's kind of the reason why, you know, it's important for us to be partnered with people like you, because then you can kind of uh, a little bit more of a accurate kind of measure point, I guess, or people kind of have a point to actually go to you to find the information that maybe we just don't necessarily think of to have on the... Um, I don't think we've had, I, I mean, there is... Uh... 
for, for the gaming, for the chairs that we do for gaming, um, it's been a standard seat depth that we've used. And uh, I think I, I'm comfortable saying that for at least 90% of the people that sit in the chair, it fits them. I, I think it's the the height uh, or the length between your knee and your and your buttocks um, yeah. that kind of really determines how deep your seat's going to be. And with taller people, you have the ability to have that seat slider, which will slide out so that it does support you better, so that it doesn't pinch you off, you know, in the back of the thigh. Mm -hmm. uh, for shorter people, for sure, it's um, you you want the seat slider all the way back, and you want your your back angle more forward so that you're sitting more upright i guess in the in the chair so that you're not um having to have the back of the seat touch you know right back into your thighs or sorry into your calves um and i think for people that are are shorter in, in that aspect they can definitely call the office up and um and ask for a customized seat um, but i think for the majority of people i think if they got that smaller seat pan um, they probably wouldn't be as happy with it. So I think the standard seat that we have right now is good. Um, and probably having, you know, the, those custom issues, um, definitely call the office up and they'll work with you to, to customize a chair that's going to fit you perfectly. Because mm -hmm. we both stand at about five, seven-ish. So yeah. we sit in the, in the standard size uh, seat pen and yeah, no, it feels good. I still got the <laughs> lots of um I, I still have lots of um give between my seat and my and my Yeah, the, the three finger rule that you yeah. um showed Tom with the yeah. between the seat and then the seat pen. Yeah. Yeah, in my opinion, in general, I think the entire all furniture, not not just you guys, especially gaming chairs, oh, yeah. it's it's uh the seat is too large and because we tend to think bigger is better. And so like for couches, for example, like couches are just way too deep. Uh, a lot of gaming chairs, I think all the default seat, I, I think in general is too large for the average person such that then again, gamers are taller and bigger in general, probably, but it's, it's too large to the point where it's difficult to get that butt back and back all the way back and get the like clear. Obviously not everybody. A lot of people could still clear it. I just think um, if, in my preferences, if I were to change anything about just the furniture industry in general, it would be to just reduce seat sizes a little bit. But that's that's my bias in terms of what I've seen. And the, the, and the obvious answer, too, is just that because we can customize everything, um, we do our best to do everything yes. manufactured here uh, or sourced in Canada, within Canada, to get the pieces that we need. Um, that's the nice thing is we can actually customize it. If somebody it does find that like for their smaller frame, they like to have a seat that's custom fitted to their size, then we can do that. Yeah, that's, that, that is actually a huge thing because you can't do that yeah. with other gaming chairs. So, yeah. all right. The first question is from Rob Boss. He says, why did you choose to target the gamer market for chairs rather than the ergonomic office chair market? Uh, well, it's fun that, funny that Rob says that because it's actually two. So uh, the history of the company is that we are LF Gaming, but it's actually because it's actually a smaller subsidiary to a parent company. And that company is the one that's been around for 40 years, and that's Lifeform Chairs. So we actually are in the ergonomic office chair market, and the price point of those chairs are higher than the gaming chairs are. But it was um, the history told to me that 
it was they, you know, there yeah. was a need for it in the gaming market because no one else was kind of offering it well i think what happened was is that we kind of um took a look one day at, at what gaming chairs were and i the president sonia um was astounded at how the racing chair looked and and how unergonomical it was and she just really felt that um gamers because of the amount of hours that you, uh, that are spent in the chairs would really benefit from having a, a ergonomic comfortable chair so we decided to brand um, gaming chairs for the gaming market. And so some quick history too. I researched them heavily before I started working. Before I decided I wanted to work with them. I stalked, I stalked you guys. But I, I was like, who's, who's LF Gaming? Why are they charging so much for these chairs? And so uh, a friend recommended it to me. I found them at E3 2018, I want to say, or 2019. I can't remember. One of those years. Found me three. I was like, okay, I gotta try these out. Like, oh god, these are so nice. These these definitely feel way better than the average chair. Spoke with them, researched them. I found out, yes, LF Gaming. Even though the LF Gaming brand has only been around for a few years or whatever number of years, the actual parent company's been around since the seventies, I think. So you guys have been around. Yeah. It's not your first rodeo. Um, no. And so I I looked at their original website. I, again, I stalked stalked them quite a bit. Uh, I like what they're doing. I like their options. And it's just basically, it's the same life form chairs, just pair, reduced options for a specific audience. And that's basically what your guys' chairs are, which, um, and I completely agree, like with the uh, ergonomic approach in the gamer market, because I, the people ask me before, like, Tom, are you going to get, you're going to get ergonomic, are you going to get a uh, gamer chair, get a gamer chair, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to be associated with that crap. Cause I really didn't like, um, what they were doing and like the seat cushions are really not comfortable for hours like you sit in it for like an hour but it's like a, a cheap dining room chair where my tailbone is gonna be hurting after a couple of hours so i didn't want to work with any of them so i was actually really happy to run into you guys and then chit chat and, and saw that like actually we both wanted to work with each other so it's just a match made in heaven oh yeah yeah we okay. agree and uh, we've really enjoyed all right so the next question is from sigano Sigano says, Herman Miller is a pretty established premium brand. How would you convince someone to pick LF uh, Lifeform over Herman Miller? I think this definitely would be um, better answered, I think, by Michelle. <laughs> um, you know, I think a lot of people... Um, let me get off screen yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a lot of people look for that mesh back... Um, uh, office chair and I think what uh, stands out for gaming or for um, LF is that um, you're completely supported with a contoured seat and a back that supports you and over time those mesh um, will break down and you won't be supported as much as you are with a solid chair yeah and also um, yes obviously hashtag sponsored hashtag biased but I can tell you, Herman Miller chairs, I could probably speak more freely on this since I'm technically, I, I, you know, I don't work for life forms, so I can, I'm not, I don't feel as restricted about what I can say. Herman Miller has problems. Herman Miller has problems, which is uh, the, like the, the classic one is the Herman Miller Aeron, which is basically that, that typical mesh chair that everyone is so in love with right now, which I believe seriously, I think is way overhyped on social media. Uh, that's because I think they're they're they they love the Herman Miller Aeron over the typical uh, the typical office chair, which the typical office chair really isn't that great. 
And so, yes, it's definitely an upgrade for sure. But there's there's a couple of problems with it. One is what they're mentioning earlier, the mesh. Uh, for heavier people, you may end up sinking into it way more because it's a mesh. So it could give you too much or too much uh, freedom. Um, the other issue is you have a soft uh, mesh seat, but you have a hard plastic or metal rim. And so the problem is, again, for people who are heavier, you could get circulation issues because you're going to sink in the chair, the seat. I'm going to sink. But then that plastic rim is going to start digging into my the underside of my thigh, my hamstring, and that can cause circulation issues and pain. And so there's no you know, perfect one size fits all. I would say, I will say for sure, in a mesh chair, if you tend to run hot, you will probably feel better in a mesh chair, especially because you can put a fan behind you and all oh, mass and feel really you run hot like I do. But um, what I recommend for researching chairs is go Google for like, you know, obviously you'll find plenty of videos and content about why this chair, LF Gaming or Herman Miller Aeron or whatever Herman Miller chair is the best chair ever. Go look up problems. Go search for the problems with LF Gaming self, problems with LF Gaming chairs, problems with the Herman Miller Aeron. Go look at what is the common trend there and does that sound like it'd be a problem you would relate to? So for example, if you're noticing there's people, everyone who is overweight or obese is running that problem with the, the, the Herman Miller Aeron uh, lip digging into their thigh, circulation issues. But then people who are lighter and skinnier or smaller tend to not have that issue. And you're a smaller, lighter person. Maybe you won't have that problem. So these are the kinds of things I'd be looking at, for example, to be seeing if um, what are the problems people are running into? Is this going to be a problem for me? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, we don't have a like any real comments, I guess, about it. Um, um, I, I, I think at the end of the day, if you're looking for a product that's going to last you, your your um, contoured seat will definitely last you for ten to twenty years. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, and also, don't forget, chat. If you if you want to ask a question, just type it out here. Exclamation mark Q. Payance. Someone else also from the great country of Canada says, I think LF gaming chairs would be better if they were made in Edmonton instead of Calgary. Oh, oh. shots fired. Uh, well, <laughs> well, we're not that far away, you know, it's only three hours. Yeah, we'll come find you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Canadians are nice though. How did we just hear like the first time ever Canadians weren't nice? I'm so confused. <laughs> in Calgary. Yeah, I, I heard you guys have this like rivalry. So anyway, I, I make I make all kinds of jokes and take shots at both at, at Payance because he's from like this village called Edmonton, and like there's like a couple people there, and apparently they don't like the couple people in Calgary. So I I don't know, but anyway, um, next question is from Napa Ghost. He says, "How much lumbar adjustability is there in the chair, uh, and adjustability in general? Does the material hold a lot of heat, and can we get emotes of Tom's face on the headrest?" There, huh, screenshot that. Yes, you can. Um, so, um, I can, I mean, my video, uh, exclamation mark LF gaming, I have two videos, one where I do a review and then I do adjustments, but I'll just show it on screen really quick. And then you guys can chime in on anything I might've missed for, uh, different adjustment factors. So basically I'll, I'll go through it really quick. There's a typical, uh, seat height, which is what almost every chair has. So I can make the chair go up and vert up, down, uh, vertical, which is for this part of the lower leg or my tibia. Basically down here um, is where I am going to be adjusting for that height or that difference. And the next part is for the femur. 
that or your uh, your thigh, the seat pan of the chair. Uh, let me change my angle. I can pull this lever and it goes, it slides in and out. So actually, that's not a good angle either. Basically, where I'm sitting, there we go. That's better. Um, I can slide it out or in, and also um, the back height. Let me change the angle here. This can adjust up and down. So it's at the maximum height, but I can bring it all the way down and then just slowly bring it up. It ratchets up until it gets to the top. Uh, the lumbar support has a handle here, which you literally just, you just tweak it and it pushes it in and out. You're not gonna be able to see it, but it does make a small bump in the back where it gets lower. You know what, actually, let's see. Let me show this on screen. We will admit <laughs> that it is hard showing off the lumbar support because it's such a, um, it's built in. It's built into the chair. Yeah. Let me see if I can get the right the zoom. Yeah, the zoom. Try this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, can guarantee. See you can see it pop oh, yeah, right here, right? You can see that right there. So it pops out a little bit. Again, I, I personally wish it would go more, but that's that's my personal preference and criticism. Um, what else? Tom, the, hey, yes. Sorry, Tom try pulling your uh, back angle forward a little bit more when yeah. you're sitting to kind of get that harder lumbar adjustment yeah, that so you're looking for? The other uh, angle one they're talking about is I can adjust it forward like this or all the way back. A lot of adjustments to where it can lock. Um, so I've tried that too. After we talked about it, I tried also getting it a little bit more of a forward angle. It helps only a little bit, but it still doesn't give me that like that aggressive lumbar that I want. And then um, <laughs> what else? So I think that's pretty much it. There's also the recline. Am I missing anything? I think I nailed it all. Oh, armrest, armrest. Uh, yeah, you can, yeah, you the can lock your, um, to do the width with the armrest, so. Yeah, there's the armrest so also. Wider, your shoulders are wider, you can open your. Oh, yeah. So I can slide yeah. out the armrest more, um, but I, I keep them here. So I'm, I'm relatively narrow. I'm not the most wide person. So typically, I, I also, let me get everything back to normal because, like, my chair is all unadjusted now. But um, you mess yeah, I messed it all up. But basically, for uh, I, yeah, I need to spend a few minutes adjusting this later. But um, I uh, typically will sit with my armrests at the right height, which which is basically barely supporting my elbows to where I'm not tempted to lean on it, and I'm also um, it's not shrugging my shoulders up, just barely uh, underneath my elbows. And then um, I will usually alternate between that, and then also I will put them down out of the way and get really close to the desk. Such mm -hmm. that I'm so close to the desk that I'm able to get my elbows back a little bit more and get my shoulders back. So I alternate often between those two because it's adjustable and it's super easy to adjust um, the armrest. So I actually like that quite a bit. But um, Napa Ghost, the uh, that's the answer for the uh, adjustability. Does the material hold a lot of heat? It's pretty good. At, in my opinion, it's pretty good at dissipating heat because they, they got the, like this cooling layer on the memory foam, but eventually yes i do get warm um it takes longer but the chair will be warm to the touch after i have finished a workout and i'm sitting here for hours yes that does happen but in terms of other chairs no i would say it's better it's a better office chair that hugs you and you don't get as warm as quickly but compared to a mesh chair obviously the mesh is going to uh be more breathable for that anyway uh, did and you yeah, have like any thoughts on that yeah. Oh, yeah. We can talk about the Brisa material. You can adjust your chair while you're do while we're doing that. Yeah. Um, so what Don't it is, me. what we were saying before, 
<laughs> we were saying before that it's a Brisa ultra fabric. So it's actually not a pleather. It's actually a material. And what it is, is it's not only just soft and smooth, but it's actually perforated uh, almost every, yeah. So it's perforated. So it actually does have airflow through the material itself. So it doesn't just like take your heat and then just become like, sweaty and whatever. Um, so what happens is that we actually also do a thermoguard coating on the memory foam on the whole chair. So then that way, when you're sitting in it, it actually absorbs your body heat and it dissipates it away from your body. And because the material is perforated, it's easier to kind of get that heat away from you. And then it kind of just wicks it away a little bit. And the other great thing about the uh, Brisa materials that it's very easy to clean. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, we're all concerned about being you know, with germs and, and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. you have the ability to wash it with uh, soap and water. So if you just take a, a, a cloth and put it in some soap and water and wring it out, don't have it too wet. You can wipe down your whole chair, uh, no problem. You can mm -hmm. also use Lysol wipes as well. Um, and if you go to the website, you'll see there's other um, cleaning solutions that you can use for cleaning your chair. Oh yeah, there's a full detailed um, post on the website so that you can kind of see a master list of uh, how to clean your chair if anything were to happen can i um do you guys happen to know if i can use simple green by any chance oh i don't know what simple green is made that's from. okay it, it might be a southern is california thing okay. is it one of those like uh eco-friendly cleaners supposedly but then again like i think anyone could put the word green on it and i, I don't really know yeah but um, yeah, I was just curious because that's the cleaner that I have. It's a watered down version. But um, yeah, I, I guess just say... look at the. Oh yeah, I know simple. Yeah. Um, I guess look at the ingredients list. Um, really, as long as it's not like a um, like a peroxide, I guess. But yeah, we're no, the ones like it, to not use. You can use. It. You can also use a bleach um, really? solution. Yeah. yeah. Oh so yeah, you can use a one to solution. five bleach water solution. Okay, so... watered down, diluted for sure, right? It has, a, yeah, yeah, so one to five okay. ratio. Wow. Bleach and water. It can survive bleach. And it doesn't change the color? Like, I'm so nervous to use bleach on anything. Like, yeah, I, well, I don't recommend just using straight on bleach. So don't don't get that jug and, like, pour it on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just doing that. You should have spoke sooner. Her chair's ruined. But um, I, uh, it's a one five bleach ratio. So, you know, one. Um, like a cap to, like, a jug kind of thing. Okay, got it. Yeah, um, I've also cleaned things a little bit. I, I could say like I just use a you know a, a, a microfiber towel. I mean, I personally do this because I'm just I'm paranoid about furniture and ruining anything. So I use a microfiber towel, a little bit of soap and water. Yeah, things come off. But I also personally try to avoid uh, sitting in this shirtless because um, this is going to be really gross, probably TMI, but I, I get oily and sweaty really easily. And I know the chairs are easy to clean, but they're breathable. I do not. I, I secrete oil. Like I leave stains if I anyway. So the point is, I still wear a shirt. I put a, I put a towel over it because I really want to protect it because I, I sleep shirtless. And um, it's I have um, there's a oil dark stain where I sleep because over time, that's what happens. And. Yeah. So anyway, although <laughs> although they're, these chairs are easy to clean, I I just personally try to um, avoid skin contact because um, uh, well, that's my preference. Know. For sure. Um, I'll just preference the bleach thing. Uh, if you've got any um, uh, stitching and stuff like that, the bleach will fade that out. So be careful okay. around that. Yeah. Around just stitching. Okay. Which I think you are 
isn't that much of a problem because it's a, a big kind of stitched area. So you kind of just can go around it. You're not worried about like inside your logo. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah, uh, it makes it better. I can't remember who it was. I think it was JD Tech Gear on YouTube. He did a review as well on the stealth chair and he, um, to, to <laughs> bring the embarrassment away from you, he said it actually kind of helped because he sits like with a shirt or whatever, but he said it kind of helped with his back knee a lot because he wasn't sitting with that oils in just kind of fusing into his skin because it had nowhere to go. Mm. So he said it helped back knee. Wait, so his oils are escaping into the chair? Well, no, not escaping into the chair, but just the fact that there was some breathability. So he wasn't just getting oh, I sweaty. See. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, he wasn't getting sweaty. Got it. Okay. Um, uh, Fantasy asks, will his chairs end up looking like mine after a semi-long-term use? Well, you can see on the video, um, exclamation mark LF Gaming, the video review, I, I got some pictures from them of the Brisa fabric, eight years old versus brand new. It looked pretty good. And I've been using these for over a year. Um, I would say on average, at least I mean, it's been changing a lot because of COVID, but at least a couple hours a day uh, for the past year. It's, it's definitely way more these days. So it's actually the average is quickly shooting up. And I don't notice any wear and tear on it um, anywhere. And yeah, yeah, because that's a photo of your personal chair, right, Michelle? Yeah, so I've had a I've had my um, LF chair for. Um, well, it's coming up on nine years now, Tom, <laughs> and um, and my husband has one as well, and he went through back surgery, and um, yeah, they they look like they're brand new still. So, as long as you're taking care of them, like don't you know? <laughs> to be honest, I haven't done much with it. I mean, I sit in it every day for many, many, many hours, um, and I mean, I I wash my hands on a regular basis, so I don't get the the grimy spots on your arm pads from grabbing onto the chair the whole you're time. You're setting the so. bar pretty high there, Michelle. Washing hands often. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine but, uh, that. Yeah. So um, Rob Boss asks, would antimicrobial herbal sprays work on these chairs like we use for gym equipment? Again, I think if you're using it on a cloth, I wouldn't spray anything directly onto the onto the chair. Um, you want a damp cloth to wipe your chairs down with, and I think you'll be fine. Um, they they use Lysol here in the office to to spray them down, so you could do something like that. So, so again, to, you don't want to get it overly wet. That's the main thing because you don't want it to go into the fabric <laughs> and then into your, into, um, into your foam. I think that's it for the questions. Not too bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So thank you guys so, again. Um, you want to? Yeah. What do you want to say? No, I was just going to say um, I hope everybody uh, is um, doing well and staying mindful, and that uh, you guys are doing a great job with uh, showing us how to stay fit and and um, how to use our equipment properly, which I think is really important. Um, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to, um, email, uh, email, DM us. Yeah. And tag us. us. If you have any questions for a custom chair, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, otherwise, uh, you can check out, uh, for the products and, uh, stay, stay tuned for up and coming events for the holiday season. And don't forget hashtag sponsored code Tom 10 for 10% off. They help support the stream too. But uh, actually, one last question. Any any cool new products coming out that we can talk about? 
some meals are online, so we can talk about those. Yeah, we've got, um, actually, we just came out with some new um, uh, caster, wheel. caster wheels, and yeah. they are clear with oh. uh, accent colors. Mm -hmm. So we had the normal kind of like, they're the same wheels that are on your chair, Tom, the, mm. the kind of flat black kind of typical normal rolling office chair if you head over to our website uh, and you see the options you can actually upgrade the um the caster wheels to kind of like a like a clear rubber mm -hmm. kind okay. of um, wheel and they come in various colors so you can kind of further customize your chair preferences if you wanted like a different color mm -hmm. okay cool all right so thank you for coming and um it was fun discussing with you guys so Hope you guys are staying uh, safe no. too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we hope everything is going well. Hope you and Waifu are doing well. And you guys have fun with Among Us later. Yeah, we're also gonna play some Typing the Dead later because we're, back in the day, we used to both type uh, over a hundred words per minute. And um, mm -hmm. so we're gonna be going head to head and Typing of the Dead and just, and talking crap, of course. Lots of crap talk. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna play some Among Us. Feel free to join us too if you guys want to. Um, like, I won't. I won't tell your boss if you want to just play games with us, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much, and um, we hope you have a really good day. And everyone is staying safe and washing their hands, wearing a mask. Yep. Everything. All right. Sounds good. Thank you guys for coming. Have a good one. If this podcast earned it, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. We're new to the podcast space, and we will be reading all the feedback. Also, if you like the content, follow us on twitch.tv slash time and keep notifications on for when we go live. Feed your brain, feed your body, and we'll see you next time.